welcome to the Stalk and I podcast for single women considering solar motherhood by donor conception. I'm your host, solar mum and life coach Mel Johnson, and every week I'll be asking my guests their view on dating, relationships, societal pressure, and how to make the final decision that solar motherhood is the right path for you. For this last episode, I speak to the legend that is my mum, aka Granny Bev. Granny Bev has been a significant part of my journey from the very beginning and is the head of my mum tribe, my support network. She's been amazing support, both practically and emotionally, and I know I'm bloody lucky to have her. I know some people don't have that option. So far in this series, we've heard from women who've become solo mums, as well as those considering it. So I thought it'd be interesting to get a different perspective from someone who has experienced the process, but as a supporter. I'm really looking forward to you hearing what my mum has to say. So thank you for saying that you'll be on my podcast. I know you're super excited. <laughs> um, but I think that it would be really interesting for people to hear about what you thought um, because I know that some people's fear is what their parents are going to say. Yeah. So do you want to just give a bit of an introduction to yourself? Um, my name's Bev. I'm 71 and I live in Southport which is a small seaside town near Liverpool. Um, I've lived on my own for 10 years now which I must admit I quite like. I've been retired for oh, about 13 years now. And in my spare time, I like socialising with my friends, um, meeting up with family, because I've got family close by. Um, I like to read. I do a bit of yoga every day. And obviously I like visiting you and Daisy. So basically what I wanted to know is, how did you feel when I was sort of in my late thirties and still single? Um, what were you thinking at that point? I was selfishly thinking, oh my goodness, I'm never going to have a grandchild. But realistically, I was always worried about you, um, partly because you were still on your own. Um, and also because I, I didn't want you to miss out on the chance of having a child. And did you think that maybe it just wouldn't happen for me? No, I think deep down inside I knew one way or the other you would become a mum. I'd pull something out of Yeah, <laughs> like you do. <laughs> um, and I was living in Johannesburg and then Budapest. Do, do you think that that made it more difficult for me to meet someone? Definitely. Why? I just think that living that sort of life with expats, sometimes they're kind of a different breed and maybe not looking for exactly what you were looking for. Mm. I disagree with that though because all of my friends who were expats met other people who were looking for that same thing i mean we'll never know will we we'll never but, know <laughs> but you think i made it hard for myself i think so okay but do you think but, but you had a great life yeah uh, in your view should i have done anything differently no well that's good to know <laughs> <laughs> um so i had sort of jested with you a little bit that i um 
maybe had to become a solo mum. Mm. Um, and but then sort of had the chat with you to say, actually, I think I am going to do this. How did you feel when I uh, told you that? I was really pleased. Um, I was anxious about whether you could do it, whether you could cope with it. I mean, um, you didn't think I could cope. <laughs> finish. <laughs> okay. Um, but I was pleased that you were going to try it. Okay. And what what area did you not think? I mean, I'm interested in this now. Where did you think I might not be able to cope? Because it's hard to bring up a child on your own. Yeah. I know that. <laughs> True. So, when I told you, did you think it was the right choice for me? Yes, I did. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know that much about it. Yeah. To be fair, I had to do the research that you'd already done to find out about it. But yes, I was fully supportive. And did you have any hesitations? No. And did you, and be honest about this, did you worry about what other people would think? No. You didn't worry no, about it? No, not in the slightest. Really? No. You didn't worry what your friends might think when you told them? No. Oh, okay, that's good. That surprised you. <laughs> that surprised me, yeah. You no, were... I don't remember thinking that at all. You were just quite excited by mm. the idea. Well, that's good. Um, <laughs> I want to ask you if you were surprised that I couldn't meet a partner. <laughs> um, you, I was, you know, I've always been surprised by that. Right. Um, I just don't understand why you haven't. But having lived on my own for so long, I realise that sometimes you maybe become a bit more choosy and like living on your own. Mm. Do you think I gave it a good effort to try to meet someone? You certainly did, yeah. And do you think I did anything, like would you have thought I should have done anything different? I don't think so, no. I mean, you did try and you did meet a lot of people. Yeah, just not the right one. Mm. Um, and how do you think, like, dating's changed seeing me attempt it now <laughs> from when you were dating? It's like a different world, really. Mm. I mean, if, if I was young now and had to go on Tinder or Match or something, I, I think I'd just give up. Yeah. You know, the good old-fashioned ways of meeting someone to, at a dance or meeting someone through friends or at work. I haven't been to a dance for a while. <laughs> well, actually it was discos in my day. But <laughs> yeah. But do you not think it's quite good that there's the opportunity to meet more people now? I think it's good that there's the opportunity. I mean, you can meet people worldwide now, can't you? I think, I think we've, you've got too high expectations, not you. I think people have too high expectations now. And do you think it's a bad thing? Well, maybe not. Sorry, I'm not being very specific. Here. <laughs> no, you're not. I haven't got the answers. You don't have to have all the answers. Can you imagine if you hadn't met someone um, choosing to be a solo mum when you were my age? If it had been a thing, mm. yes, because I really wanted children. Right. But 
I, it's hard to say because I never had to wait, you know. Yeah, it wasn't really a thing at that time. And you've met someone. Yeah. Let's not go down that route. <laughs> <laughs> and what age did you think, oh my God, I don't think this is going to happen for Mel. Like she should just do this on her own. Was there an age? It's so hard to remember now, thinking back. Yeah. I think it was more of a gradual thing. I don't think, because I think you used to, used to share your thoughts with me. Yeah. And I just kept thinking you were going to meet somebody. Yep. Join the club. Mm. <laughs> and then, so you weren't thinking she should just hurry up and do it? No, no, I wasn't. I just, I always thought there'd be time. Yeah. But then when you did decide and said, I thought, yeah, she's right. Yeah. Um, do you think that you would have preferred me to do it in a partnership? Gosh, that's a difficult question. Only from the point of view that it would have been nice for you to have a partner to share it with. That you wouldn't have had to do so much to help me. Well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but we've been down this road, haven't we? Do, you, do partners help you? Do you not think I might have been a bit of a nightmare? Gosh, do you want me to be honest? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. No, I do think it would be nice if you'd been able to do it with somebody. Do you, what do you think I might have missed out on? Just sharing the experience of having a child with someone you love. But don't you think I shared it with you? And with you did, and, and I, I've been very lucky, yeah. So how has it been for you, um, I suppose, right from the beginning? So you came to my NCT classes, didn't you? Mm, I did. You, you loved that, didn't you? Oh, I loved that. <laughs> I think just to explain your, um, how do I describe it? A bit socially shy. Is that <laughs> okay, I'll go along with that. Um, so you weren't really looking forward to meeting a group of people. And then did you feel a bit more awkward because it wasn't that normal to have your mum there? Yes, exactly. I was the only mum there, obviously, and mm -hmm. it, it was just a little bit awkward for me. But it was fine after a couple of weeks. The, the, the idea of it was more awkward. The idea was all, and they were a nice group of people. And yeah, yeah, it was good. And then you were my birth partner. Wow, I was. And what, how did you feel when I asked you to do my birth partner? I was really pleased. And how, really excited. How did you feel at, in the moment? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it was um, overwhelming. Uh, overwhelming because it didn't go according to plan. It never does. No. <laughs> well, mm, um, yeah. Did you feel the pressure? Absolutely. What? When they said to me, just go in there and put some scrubs on, I'm thinking, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but did you feel the pressure in terms of the role that I was asking you to play? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I always think that usually in our relationship, I'm the one who's sort of a bit more in charge. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay. Um, and then I was being in a situation where I was asking you to play that role. Mm -hmm. So I think that was one element I was a bit stressed about. Um, but I knew that you were definitely the person I wanted to help me. Yeah, I mean, obviously I had to be in charge in that in that situation because you 
you needed somebody to be in charge. I remember saying, after saying I definitely didn't want an epidural, that was one thing I was so clear about, saying get me, get an, me epidural an epidural now, and you, yeah. your face, you were like, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I was like, mom, just do it. No, I, I, knew, I knew your need was great at that point. <laughs> Yeah. But I mean, the fact that I was there when you had Daisy, and I actually held her before you did. You did. Um, which was great, you know. And then now, so you came home with me, I think you stayed for about 10 days. Yeah, I think I did. I think I did, yeah. And how was that? Um, it was an interesting experience. It was, it was hard work. Mm-hmm. I think you'll agree. Mm-hmm. And I think you found it harder work than you thought it was going to be. I don't know if I would say that. <laughs> okay. Okay, maybe. Um, yeah. I think it's the tiredness. The tiredness. Mm. Mm, exactly. Um, you just, you can't anticipate how, how much, tired you're going to be. And how much that impacts you. And then I remember saying, no, it's fine, it's fine, you can go home, that's fine, I'll be fine, thinking, oh my God, <laughs> don't go. That must have been a bit scary. But I did need you to go at the same time because I needed to see how it would be on my own. Yeah. And then you've been coming minimum once a week ever since, really. Mm-hmm. Give or take a few things. And so we've got an arrangement, I think we talked about it at the very beginning where you would come on a Thursday night, stay over. We're lucky that you've got a room that you can stay in at my yeah. house. Um, I'd have Thursday evenings to myself. Although right at the beginning, I guess that wasn't the case because I was breastfeeding and stuff. It was more just having you here to come for me. Yeah, but we did talk about when Daisy went to nursery. Yeah. And that I would definitely do one way up day a week. Yeah. Me, which I have done up till... And I think a lot of um, people's hesitations is asking their parents to help with childcare because of money of the stalk and I, uh, stalkers as they're now being called, um, (laughs) their parents, if they're around, are in their 70s and people are saying, how much can I really ask my parents Mm. to do? And I think, I don't know what you think, but I, I think almost like now, this age, two and a half is where perhaps you're finding it more difficult to... Yeah, I mean, I've always found it tiring. Yeah. Um, And yeah, it's quite challenging at times. Yeah. And you've had a break because of COVID, but you're coming back. Yeah, I I mean, I didn't have a break for long, did I? No, as in you're not looking after Daisy on Friday or something. Oh, no. But uh, yes, I'm coming back (laughs) shortly. (laughs) Order will be restored. (laughs) It's a lot to do a full day. It is. And bath time is a lot of them. That's a huge challenge. Yeah. In fact, everything. Everything's a challenge, but it's all worthwhile. And so do you think it's changed your relationship with Daisy, the fact that I'm on my own? Changed my relationship with her. Do you think you've got a You think I've got a closer relationship with her, you mean? Well, I'm putting words in your mouth, but do do you think it would be different if I had a partner? Yeah, I'm sure it would be. In a better well, way, I don't know. It would depend on your partner, I guess, wouldn't True. it? True. How is your relationship with Daisy? It's. I think I've got a great relationship with Daisy. I think she would agree. <laughs> <laughs> if she was here, oh my goodness, who knows what she'd say. <laughs> um, and 
how has being a granny been so far? It's been great. I guess it's been exactly what I thought it would be. Just seeing this little person develop. Do you think you've had to play more of a parental role than maybe you would have? Possibly, yeah, I do. And how do you feel about that? It's fine. I'm a good parent. (laughs) True. (laughs) Yes, I think so. Maybe if you had a partner, I'd, I'd sort of be standing back a bit more maybe and be a bit careful about what decisions I made, what I said. And um, what, how would you say it's changed our relationship? I think probably it's brought us closer, I would think. Don't you agree? I do. Mm. I rely on you a lot more than I used to, mm. which in some ways I don't like because I like being independent. Mm. Um, but yeah, I do think it has brought us closer. Why do you think that more people are finding it hard to meet the right person? Because it's not just me, like you've seen how many people I've now interacted in the same situation. Well, I think that goes back to what I said before. I do think people have got higher expectations nowadays. Mm. Um, And as you asked, is that a good thing? I'm not sure. And and this picture's painted of the ideal couple. Mm. And I think people are always perhaps searching for that and disappointed when they don't find it. Mm. So do you think I've been too fussy? No. No, I don't. Mm. I just haven't met the right one. Sadly, yeah. And what's your thoughts about whether I will do in the future? I'm sure you will. You're only young. Oh, I'm not (laughs) sure I agree with that, but I'll take it. (laughs) Um... (laughs) <laughs> and what about you would you consider dating anyone no <laughs> no hesitation <laughs> straight in there for the no why it's very unlikely just put it that way okay you just can't can't be others i like being on my own i i can't imagine now now sharing my life with someone else but what why do you think i should share my life with someone then? because you're only 40 yeah, one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, I was with someone when I was 41. Like, yeah. yeah. But not now. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to keep on persuading you to do online dating and see where it goes. <laughs> mm, not very far. <laughs> okay. Um, so what advice would you give other people So two things, I suppose. First of all, what advice would you give other women who are considering solo motherhood? Is there any advice that you would give based on what you've seen me go through? I mean, only the advice that you give them, really. As long as you've really looked into it um, and you know it's going to be hard. Mm. um, Yeah, go ahead with it. Yeah, so don't have a fairy tale illusion that it's going to be a bundle of, you know, laughs. It's it's not easy with two people. Yeah, that's what I tell people. It's not easy with two people. People in partnerships also can find it absolutely. Yeah, um, but I don't think it's always more difficult when you're on on your own. I think different different things, things are difficult. difficult. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And then um, if people are worried about telling their parents, you know, what 
what advice have you got for people around telling their friends? But do you think is there still that stigma out there? I I just don't know if there is. I don't think there's a stigma. I think it's back to what you said before that people's parents are worried for them. So right. their parents have usually just got their best interests at heart, mm. and they're coming at it from completely their point of view, and they would prefer them to do it in a couple for many different many reasons, reasons. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately sometimes it's not an option no, and actually the alternative is potentially missing out mm. um, so I think it's less about it being a stigma and more about people saying just wait to meet somebody but if if they talk it through with their parents gradually mm. you know don't just I'm doing it tomorrow type of thing. I just want you to think about this and so drip feed it. Drip feed. Um, give them all the information. Yeah. I, you know, I think that's the best way to do it. I mean, I've learned such a lot yeah. about this because, of course, back in my day, nobody ever thought about freezing eggs. Well, you couldn't freeze your eggs, I shouldn't imagine. Yeah. Because you didn't think about um your time clock running out really because everyone was getting married younger yeah and so what would you what are your hopes for the future how the future will unfold for me i'm hoping that in the fullness of time you will meet someone and do you think that that will significantly enhance my life well i hope it will do you think it needs enhancing? <sighs> You're grilling me. <laughs> I just think it would be nice for you to have a partner. I mean, mm. I hope that you and Daisy continue to thrive and um, that Daisy settles in well when she goes to school and continues to be the lovely little girl that she is, perhaps without the tantrums. <laughs> well, thank you so much for chatting to me. I think that it will be interesting for people to hear your perspective, because I think it's slightly different to mine and to other people's, so it's interesting for people to hear. Um, and I know you love doing stuff like this. Oh, I really do. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you for letting me persuade you. Thank you for having me. So that's it, the end of the first series. I can't believe it's come to an end already. I really hope you've enjoyed it. I loved recording it. In the episodes for the first series, I focused on the decision to become a solo mum, but I'm already planning and recording series two and three. They're designed to run in sequence, so while series one was around making the decision to be a solo mum, series two is going to be all about the process itself. So I'll be talking to a variety of guests about different aspects of the process towards solo motherhood. The third series is going to be around being a solo mum and thriving in that role, speaking to people in all sorts of different situations and busting some common myths. There may also be a few bonus episodes cropping up here and there. If you've enjoyed this series, I'd really appreciate it if you could take a minute to rate, 
review and subscribe. I'm going to take a few weeks break now and come back in the autumn for series two. In the meantime, if you'd like to find out more about the coaching I offer, you can head to the Stork and I website, thestorkandi.com for more information. Click on the coaching tab for a full overview and I'll see you really soon for series two.